podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hope everyone's doing well. Before we get into what is a great show with Director of Athletics, Gene Taylor, I want to give a shout out to our friends over at Bet Online. As sports keep coming back, so does your chance to bet on them at our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline.ag. Major League Baseball is in full swing, and there's no shortage of ways to get into action over at BetOnline.ag. They have all the odds, futures, and props for you to get on. Also, tune into Floyd Money Mayweather as he joins the Bet Online team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection. He'll give you a chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and stay up to date on all the sports news. Don't forget to take advantage of all the welcome back bonuses they have over there. Bet Online, your online wagering experts. Also, as always, head over to manscaped.com for all your manscaping needs. With the Lawnmower 3.0 and the best boxer briefs you will ever need, you can get them for 20% off and free sh- shipping when you use promo code ARMCHAIR. Remember, ARMCHAIR for 20% off all your manscaping needs. And guess what? They still have the greatest body wash around. So let's get into our show with Director of Athletics, Gene Taylor. It's the moment of the evening every K-State fan enjoys. Settle down and pour a whiskey, crack open a LaCroix. Please put your hands together and make a little noise for your favorite wildcatters. The handsome Bosco boys. Ooh, Bosco's boys. Come on, boys. The boys are back, and we have our favorite guest of all time. Sadly, we don't get to be in his office with Kenny Lanou creeping over our shoulders, making sure we don't ask anything we're not supposed to. It's your <laughs> AD. He's our AD. He's our best friend, Gene Taylor. Gene, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys? Uh, long time no see. Hope you're doing doing all right and hanging in there. Yeah, I think we're surviving and, uh, you know, I don't know if thriving. I'm not thriving, but I'm surviving. Grant, what about you? Are you thriving? Um, it depends on the day, really. It's, it's a lot <laughs> yeah. of surviving, I know. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, I'm sure it's, it pales into comparison to uh, what you've had going on and since today's a busy day, just for the reference, I think this is going to publish on the 10th. We're recording this on the 3rd, so all sorts of stuff's happening. So if anything changes between now and when the fans get to listen, we're sorry. But uh, Grant, I think I think you're going to kick us off, so let's just get started. Yeah, let's jump into it, Gene. First of all, thanks for coming on the show. Obviously, um, your time is super valuable right now, so we really appreciate it. But um, it's been a crazy time in athletics in general, pretty much all over, but let's take it to last year. Um, how personally satisfying was it for you to watch, you know, Coach Kleiman lead the team to an 8-4 and four record with some pretty big wins, especially after some uh, pointed pushback on the hire? Well, you know, I felt good for Chris and the team. Obviously, you know, anytime you're replacing a, an, an icon and a legend like Coach Snyder, the pressure and all, all the things that you're facing, even though, you you know, you may not – you know, say you're facing it, you're going to approach it. And, you know, you want to keep the tradition of K-State football and how you play and the 
you know, the toughness of all the things that Coach Snyder was able to generate. Uh, and then to go in and have the success that he did with, you know, with some people not sure, um, you know, even though he had a lot of success in North Dakota State, you know, could he step up to this level and, and, and still continue to be successful? And then clearly the win over Oklahoma was huge. And so I felt really good for Chris and the staff and the players because, you know, the seniors are going out. We were able to go to a bowl game. Obviously, we didn't win it, uh, but to play an opponent like Navy. So, you know, there's just and so many other things, you know, the recruiting and stuff has, has gone very, very well since he's been here. So just really happy for, for Coach. And, the, you know, there was a lot of pressure. And now I think that kind of – not that there's not always going to be pressure because uh, there's always going to be pressure to be successful. But that first year, you know, now I think his comfort level and his ability to continue to – you know, move us forward is going to be a good thing. You mentioned one of them with the win versus Oklahoma, and then you had the two big road wins versus Mississippi State and KU, and then my personal favorite, beating Iowa State. I hate them very much, so I was happy about that. Did you have a favorite of any of the wins last year, or, you know, are you like a proud father? All of them are the same to you. You know, I think all of them are good, but I, I think that went over Oklahoma. Clearly, you know, they came in here with a lot of, you know, obviously they were a very, very good football team. And, you know, I think they were ranked number five in the country when they came in. And, you know, not a lot of people gave us much of a chance to even be in the game, much less uh, have a chance to win it. And he got, as you know, crazy at the end. And I'm not sure we could have withstood another drive by them, but uh, fortunately the call went our way. And I think it was a great call. I mean, I do. I mean, it, the official to see that live action was pretty incredible. But, you know, I think we just played really well with a lot of confidence. And, you know, that's the kind of thing the coach can do and his coaches can do in going into a game like that. So, you know, it was – but I think the other thing is we just played so consistently all year long. You know, whether it was the Mississippi State game, again, one of the early games nobody really knew much about, a K-State or, um, you know, Coach Kleiman type of coach and how is he going to go in with the SEC, you know. And, and, and of course, Mississippi State – you know, beat us pretty well the year before. So, uh, you know, Iowa State, you know, Matt Campbell, he would talk, he's a good coach, don't get me wrong. And people talk a lot about, you know, the kind of teams Matt Campbell has been able to put together at Iowa State in a short time and, you know, to get the win. So, you know, they're all pretty special, but I think beat number five Oklahoma will, will rank up there. Did you uh, go by Jeff Long's box when you're up in Lawrence and ask him who is K-State? <laughs> I might have made that comment in the locker room, but uh, you know Jeff and I are pretty good friends, and we know it's a it's a big rivalry. And you know, again, that was a pretty we played really well that game. And again, I talk about another pressure game, right? You know, Coach Snyder didn't lose the KU very often, and if and that was another big big deal to go in and play so well. You know, and I think there was a lot of hype around KU last year, right? I mean, they you know played I don't remember who they beat Texas Tech, you know, with a crazy win, so. Get it. They're all big, and, and each one just kind of, I think, helped Chris ease into the role of, of being our head coach. Fans are able to see the progression of the South End Zone project online, and, you know, it's coming along very nicely. Just how much was fundraising and construction for the project affected by COVID? You know, fortunately, uh, Grant, it, 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 we had a lot of that kind of already done before COVID hit. We had you know, we started our campaign, I guess uh, it's been over maybe 18 months ago, uh, formally, uh, publicly. And we had raised, when COVID hit, we'd raised about $75 million. Uh, obviously, this project in the South End Zone is a little over $50 million. 
and so we were our goal was 105 so we could get the other two projects started with the volleyball venue olympic training center and so since then we haven't really raised any dollars beyond the the 75 that we raised but you know the good news is we have those dollars and that's why we're able to continue with the construction of the south end zone and you know there was some question about that by you know folks on campus uh why wouldn't we just stop the construction and you know but those are donor committed dollars it's not state dollars or anything and those donors committed those dollars for that project so uh, and plus we had contracts signed and it had already started you know um and so we just continued with it and were able to keep it going but it's I, mean, I look at it every day that's what i'm looking at it right now out my window as you guys know you're from here in my office uh, it, it from here it doesn't look that big when you get up close it's uh it's going to be a big it's going to really add a lot to, to bill snyder family stadium no question so you kind of answered this, but do you think COVID will de delay any future projects from the master plan? Yeah, potentially, if we can't get back on the road. You know, our donors are tremendously uh, loyal and they're very supportive. And, you know, I think, you know, I think people are just kind of waiting um, and, and wanting to, you know, talk about the projects. It's just we can't even get out to see them right now because of travel limitations. But so it may delay the other ones a little bit, uh, to be honest with you, but we'll just have to kind of see if you know, things settle down this fall and our, and our staff can get out to see donors. If we can get a, you know, we've been working on a couple of, of gifts that stopped that those people are still very interested in those gifts. And if we were able to get those, we may be able to continue to move forward. We just have to see where we are. We'll move on from uh, some of the fun stuff from the past sports calendar to was what was disappointing for everyone, I'm sure you as well. How tough was last basketball season going from the Big 12 championship to struggling so much last year? And how difficult was it to see how much work the team was putting in, just not able to get over the hump at any point last season? Yeah, I think, you know, we all felt there was going to be a little letdown and you lose those three seniors that we did. And, you know, there was some some new players and, and, and new uh, roles and, you know, but I just, I don't know that we expect, expected to struggle as much as we did. And, and, you know, certainly Bruce and the staff and the players. And, and so I think that was, you know, I, I felt bad for the team because, you know, they, they were close in some cases and I knew that they were working hard and they were coming every day to get better. And, you know, we just, we just never could put a, we never could get, like you said, over that hump to get that confidence. And, you know, they would get so close and then would lose another close and another close one. Eventually, that, that starts to wear on a team. And, you know, but I, I think towards the end, I mean, obviously, we won the first game. I think the only game played, was it? Or maybe there was two games played in the tournament. Yeah. Um, uh, sorry to cut you off. When are we going to see the Big 12 tournament banner go up? Because I, de <laughs> I, I declared yeah, us champions of the Big 12 good. tournament. So <laughs> that's a good point. Um, so, you know, I, I, at that point, I think the guys were feeling pretty good, you know, and then the women, you know, I felt where they were really going to have a chance, you know, they were going to have to do Baylor at some point, but so those were tough conversations to go in and, you know, we go from literally, I mean, that, you talk about a crazy time. I mean, we went from playing the tournament uh, bef uh, even before I really knew anything was going on. We had a meeting with ADs and Bob got us all together and said, Hey guys, we're about ready to kick off this tournament, but we're not sure we're going to let fans in or uh, oh, what are you talking about? It was, I mean, that was probably the craziest 48 hours that I've, been a part of in this business and it went from zero to 150 miles an hour in 20 seconds and it was it was crazy but and then they, each day beyond that was even crazier so uh, 
you know, I felt bad for the basketball team, but again, I think, you know, Bruce has done a great job, you know, building a, a pretty good group of, uh, at least on paper, pretty good athletes that everybody's excited that hopefully get a chance to see him play here uh, down the road in a couple of months. Unfortunately, uh, with that difficult season last year, the segment of fans that, you know, don't support Coach Weber kind of reappeared last, last year with an vengeance. Um, you know, despite Bruce delivering three of the best six seasons in the last 40 years at K-State, um, how do you gauge uh, Coach Weber's ability to turn things around again so that we are competing at the highest level? Well, you know, I, I, I gauge it pretty well just because he's done it, right? Um, and he's done it not only just here, he's done it in a lot of places he's been. And, you know, I know the effort he's put in from a recruiting perspective. And I, when I, I don't know all the new players on the team yet. I haven't had a chance to meet them all. Um, but I know they're anxious to get in, the, get in the work once they can. You know, they're doing the voluntary stuff now. Um, but I'm anxious to watch him practice because, you know, I think Coach is a veteran enough coach. He knows how to, okay, you know, that was a rough year. We got to get this thing figured out. And, and he'll, he'll do that because he's been able to do it before. And just from the way he recruited and the kind of athletes we have, now we're going to be young again and we're going to have guys in new roles. And, and, and so not a lot of experience on this team. So it could be a little bumpier again, but um, I, I do have full confidence he's going to be able to, to get this thing going back to where we're competing for Big 12 championships. And what was probably some of the biggest non-COVID news in the K-State world this summer uh, came out that there was a four-game agreement with Wichita State. Now, I won't lie to you, I melted down pretty hard. I don't like Greg Marshall. I didn't want to play him. I don't think I was alone in that. But I've come around, I've come around. But I, I want you to take us through, at least from your perspective, how did that series come about? Well, it started um, with Coach Weber and, and Coach Marshall with the COVID thing, talking about, hey, can we do an exhibition game to help, you know, Wichita was one of the hardest hit areas with COVID. And is there a way we can do a fundraiser, um, you know, particularly for that area because of the number of, of COVID illnesses that they had and find a way to do it legally from the NSA. And, and, they, and they were able to put that together. Well, that started you know, we've been talking with them on, off and on. Actually, been Casey Scott, our senior associate AD, uh, executive associate AD with their AD, and, you know, had been pretty close to an agreement. Well, then when uh, Coach Marshall and, and, and Coach Weber got this exhibition game done, we said, all right, let's, let's find a way to do a little bit more. And, we, and, you know, we like to play in Kansas City. Uh, we obviously wanted a home game. They wanted a true home game. And we knew that we would like going to Wichita. You know, we, if you remember, we, we, I think we played Tulsa and Wichita. We played St. Louis and Kansas, you know, and so it gives us a chance to get in front of our fans, you know, outside of here. Um, you know, some fans will said, well, okay, Wichita State got an extra game. Well, kind of. They, they got the exhibition game, but I just put that aside as kind of a, a plus thing. It's for a good cause. But then we get a home game and a Kansas City game. And they have to say, well, they get two in Wichita. Well, yeah, but Wichita is a venue that we have a lot of fans at, and we played there before. So I, I was fine with the deal, and it, it gets us a really good opponent, which if you start thinking about how do you get better in the in-state tournament, well, you play good opponents, and you play them on the road, you play them at home, you play them at neutral sites, and that's how it builds up. Well, it's not called RPI anymore. I'm not sure what it's called, but BMI or whatever it's called. You know, the basketball rating 
And Coach Weber studies it. I'm telling you, man, he, he talks to our conference office and says, how do I put ourselves in a position that if we don't win the, you know, the tournament, how do I get in the tournament? And, you know, it's not – you just can't win 20 games anymore. You've got to be able to have a strength of schedule. And a Wichita State's a great opponent for us to, to build upon. So yeah. a, lot of, a lot of positives in my mind. Yeah, so – and you mentioned why the second game was going to be in Wichita, which was going to be something I followed up with. But in the release, it says that the quote-unquote away team for the two neutral sites will get 5,000 tickets. So K-State will get 5,000 when it's an interest. Wichita State will get 5,000 when it's up at T-Mobile, which I don't like it. It's always going to be the Sprint Center in my mind. But was there any conversation of doing just a true 50-50 split of tickets there? Or did it just make the most sense to do the away fraction for both those games? You know, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I don't know how we got to that number. I think, I think what we wanted to do was to give, like, you know, so when we played at home uh, and we played on those neutral sites, we wanted to if – if we called Kansas City kind of our neutral site game, we wanted to have our fans have more opportunity for okay. more tickets. And same in Wichita. We're like, okay, that's your home site. You know, We'll uh, we'll give you more opportunity. So that was really what it was, as opposed to fifty fifty split. Make it a true home site for that neutral site bid. If that makes but sense. still have tickets for the quote unquote away team. That makes quote sense. Thank team. you. Yeah. All right, Gene. So no official statement has been made yet by Big Twelve on scheduling what's going to happen, and unfortunately, it seems like the vote is going to take place tonight. So our release is going to be in about a week, so it's unfortunate timing. But SEC, yeah. we do know what is happening. They're going to conference-only schedule. Can you provide any insight on what's going to happen with the Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt game? Yeah, I, I think that's out because of uh, they went to a conference-only. And now I haven't got official word from, from Vanderbilt. Nobody's called me and said, hey, we're not playing you. So I'm assuming since they're going to just a 10-game conference that we're not going to, you know, we're not going to be on their, uh, on their list. But um, – so we've just kind of assumed that wasn't going to be the case, that the 19th could be an open date. If we are able to play 12, we could go out, and there's plenty of teams we could find um, that, that have an interest in playing us to fill that date. Uh, so that doesn't worry me too much. Um, you know, I, I think what the Big 12's got a couple of different options. They are, are going to have let us play a 12-game schedule or up to a 12-game schedule if we can get 12 games. Um, the other option is a conference plus one, and that one would probably have to be a home conference game, and then just a conference only starting at different dates. I think those are what the presidents will have a decision on. Uh, hopefully, like you said, since this is Monday the third tonight, um, but I do I do feel that if the once we get official word about Vanderbilt, then we'll and we can fill it. We will be able to fill that date if we want to. Do you think there'll be any like rescheduling with them? I don't know. Um, you know, obviously, we, they owe us a game at home. You know, it's so, that was certainly something I would talk to them about down the road uh, as opposed to just a complete cancellation. But we'll see. They've got a new AD, and they've got, you know, a, a lot of folks that are new that, that weren't part of the original agreement. So, I mean, that would be my first effort is to try to get them uh, to reschedule us. But, we, you know, we're pretty scheduled out. We've got Missouri. We've got a couple other schools down the road. So, uh, in terms of our – non-conference power five opponents so we're pretty set for now but we could we could push it down a little further all right yep so the, the final question before we end on some funnier ones you know us we like to end on some stuff that'll make make the folks laugh so 
what is the situation when it comes to tickets? You, you mentioned the home game. I think we all, you know, we're all living in this world. We know what's going on. Um, do you have an update on what Riley County is going to let, to let you guys do? And if there is further restrictions, I know there was at one point an open period for fans to either ask for a refund or to roll over to 2021. Will that right. reopen once things are finalized, what you guys are able to do? Yeah, we're going to give our fans as many options. You know, we'd hope they would like to, you know, roll it over to next year or, you know, if they couldn't get tickets and couldn't get access to the stadium, you know, they could take a 100% tax deductible since they've kind of already spent that money, mm-hmm. um, you know, which we hope they would consider because it would help us. I mean, we've got a lot of expense. Our expenses aren't going down, even though our revenue is going to be limited. So we're going to, we want our fans to come back and if they're, if they can't get in 2020, come back in 2021, clearly. And we're going to do everything we can to offer those options. It will be a limited capacity. We, we just know that. Um, you know, you've seen a lot of movement across the country. I mean, Texas came out all big and strong. It's going to be 50%. Well, it's not going to be 50%. I'm not sure what's going on in Iowa. Originally, they came out with a 50% plan. I'm hearing rumors that it's not going to be. So it's going to be a limited capacity, and we're going to do everything we can to do it as fair as we can. It's, it's, it's going to be painful. Uh, there's no question about it, but I hope everybody understands we're going to try to be as fair as possible and, and give our fans as many options to figure out what they want to do from the, from the financial side of that with, with their tickets. So this is my favorite question that we have asked you before, so I'm anxious to see the 2020 version of it. What is the most absurd or crazy tweet or email that you've received this year? Oh, goodness gracious. There uh, I know the one I told you about the last time. I'm trying to think. There was one, but I, goodness gracious, I can't remember what it was. Uh, Oh man, I I know you, I I, I thought you might ask me that and I thought I had it, but I can't remember it now. Uh, Let me think about it. I'll see if it, I think, I'll see if it comes to me. Okay, that sounds good. It was the... I think the one I told you about before, you were the one that actually put it out You're there. You're absolutely right. <laughs> that, that, I thought that it was, was a godfather move. Well, that, I thought you were just putting me on blast, but luckily you didn't know until later. I did so. not know. But I, I got – there was another one that came out this year on something, but I can't remember what it was. I'll have to think about it. I'm going to have to ask my kids. There was a funny message board post that I might bring up before the end of the uh, day, and you, you might get a chance to address him uh, specifically. So we'll move on. Um, Grant and I both at least think we like to cook. A, are you a chef in the kitchen at all? And B, what is your biggest mistake you've ever made in a kitchen? No, I'm not a good cook. Uh, I like to barbecue. I, I do like, I'm, I'm not bad on the grill, you know, in terms of steak and chicken and various things. My, my son got a, we got a, a Traeger, which I've never used before. And he's really good at that. So he's trying to help me. Um, the biggest mistake in the kitchen I had uh, is my wife was gone. Um, kids were little and they wanted pizza. And I grabbed what I thought was the pizza, a thing to put the pizza on, you know, frozen pizza and throw it in. And I, grabbed the wrong thing, wasn't paying attention, and it wasn't a metal. I thought it was a metal 
you know, round plate. It was a black plastic and it, next thing I know, the oven was cooking and there was black plastic melted everywhere. And yeah, it wasn't good. It wasn't good. And that's why my wife didn't leave me with the kids very often uh, <laughs> when they were little. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. <laughs> One of our sponsors is uh, manscaped.com and we're not going to ask you about any manscaping accidents. Yeah, but, yeah, let's not go. But we will yeah. ask you, are you a shower gel or a bar soap kind of guy? Well, normally I was always a bar soap kind of guy, but you know, now that you got married, your wife's got all kinds of different stuff in there and you just, you know, grab whatever's in there and you use it. And, and so, but like if I'm in a hotel and there's a bar of soap there, I'm using, you know, a clean bar of soap wrapped in the paper, you know, I, I open that up and I use that. All right, this one wasn't on our outline, but I got to ask, what is the number one thing you're going to miss about traveling down to media days? What is the number one thing you didn't miss about going down to media days? Well, the one thing I'm not going to miss is it's a long couple of days and you're sitting around and, you know, just, but the one thing is there's a couple of good Mexican restaurants uh, there in the Frisco area. Well, it depends on where we have it. If we're at the, but there's really a couple of good Mexican restaurants that I'm familiar with and that I'll miss those since I enjoy a good Mexican food. So uh, that's what I will miss. But um, yeah, the long days sitting around watching everybody else get interviewed is boring at times. You're going to have to give us um, the name of those restaurants because me and Scott had some pretty tough times finding a place to eat. I think the first time, the first place we went to was like one of the most depressing environments I've ever seen. We walk in there and I mean, there's nobody there. We're looking at the menu and we try to order like two or three things each. And they're like, yeah, we don't have that. We're actually, we're actually closing. This is our last day. <laughs> they didn't have half the <laughs> menu. You're, when you're in like, I know the uh, Texas stadium, the Cowboy Stadium's in Arlington. But if you want to go down in Dallas, it's on Greenville Avenue called Blue Goose. Uh, it's really good. And then in, and if they ever go back to Frisco, it's the La Hacienda Ranch. Those are two, two pretty good ones. So just keep that in mind. We go. I'll take your word for it. Yeah, so it Check sounds it like next time we'll just have to travel a little bit if they're dead set on it being in Arlington. Yeah, exactly. So. All right. Well, unless you have come up with the uh, good no, Twitter email. Oh, I'll have to, man. I'll have to think about it. Yeah, you'll have no, to no, do it. It wasn't. A, it wasn't. It wasn't a. It wasn't. It was an email. Okay. It was an email, and it was. Uh, I saved it, and I can't. We. I can't even tell you. It was bad. I mean, it. Uh, there was uh, a lot of f bombs in there. There was a few mfers <laughs> in there. Uh, it was one that I. I said I'm saving this one. It was. That's what it was. It was an email, and he was not happy with me at all yeah and it was over when we did the with our diversity issue he wasn't a big fan of us supporting our african-american athletes and he uh yeah it was someday when yeah. we're private i'll have to read it to you it's it was pretty un unbelievable that's what it was it wasn't a, it wasn't a twit a, a tweet it was, a, it was an email but i think that's I back to back years it was it was email so Whoever that person is, if you're listening to this, never listen to our show again. We don't want you as a fan of our show. Uh, so if you know who you are, just you're not a bonehead. You can leave. So um, that's all we had on our outline. Uh, as always, we want to give you the final platform to address all the boneheads out there, all K-State fans who might be listening, uh, anyone who uh, plugged this into their ears today. So you, you can address them however you see fit. Well, boneheads, here's what I'm going to tell you. 
Um, I told our staff this today, with everything going on, don't lock your knees. Um, you got to be flexible. It's going to be an interesting year. Um, there's probably going to be interruptions and, and, you know, just keep supporting us because we'll get back to normal at the, whatever the future normal is and uh, be safe. Wear your face mask when you're out. And uh, like I said, still root on the cats, no matter whether it's uh, on television, on the radio or updates from you guys, because uh, don't lock your knees because it's going to be, got to be, got to stay flexible. Perfect. We appreciate it. Keep an eye to uh, the mail and veneer since, we weren't able to see you in person. We now have purple koozies with the dog logo on it. So oh, keep an nice. eye out to the mail room. Uh, I'll get that sent over to you sometime this week. <laughs> and uh, as always, we appreciate you coming on. All right, good to talk to you guys. See you, man. Take care. Take it easy. All right. Thank you again to Athletics Director Gene Taylor for joining us. And remember, head over to manscaped.com for 20% off your entire order and free shipping with the promo code armchair. And head over to betonline.ag. There are exclusive online wagering experts. And they have all the good stuff to help you pass the time before college football's back. Thanks again, everyone. Sports Social Podcast Network.